What's up guys, Snake here from Hardwood Amino. Just want to let y'all know before we start this episode to go and check out and download Hardwood Amino. It's an app with like-minded individuals that love the sport of basketball and the NBA itself. And what you can do on there, you can create blogs, you can create polls, you can create quizzes. You can talk in chat rooms with different people um, from different locations around the world and really, really feel for their love and passion for the game and talk about pretty much anything. Doesn't even have to be basketball related. So I suggest you guys go and check out Hardwood Amino. It's available on the App Store, the Play Store on both iPhone and Android, both devices. So once again, there's two ways to download it. You can either go to the App Store and search Hardwood Amino and you can download the Hardwood app. Or what I recommend is downloading the official Amino app by searching Amino. Download the Amino app itself and then search Hardwood as soon as you download it and create your account. And therefore, you'll be able to access Hardwood that way. So once again, there's two options to download Hardwood. I suggest you guys go and check out the app. It's an app that I'm a part of and I love uh, to create blogs and do all that other stuff. So I really, really suggest you guys go and download it today. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And peace. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the 11th episode of the Hardwood Mino Podcast. I'm your host, Snake. And today... We got Groot in the building, but before we get into that, we have Slen. What's up, Slen? What is up, my fellow gamers? It is I, the Waffle Knight, here to uh, bask upon you, my glorious voice. Good to be here. There you go. And, of course, I'm your host, Snake. I've said it twice, but we'll say it again. (laughs) Um, it's been a nice little break. We had, uh, last week off, uh, we're back and better than ever, hopefully delivering you guys some good content as we always do. And today we have Groot, uh, fellow jazz, uh, well, I mean, I like the jazz team, but you know, it's a jazz mm-hmm. fan. Uh, he's been on the app for about a couple years now. Um, and yeah. he's here to share some knowledge. So what's up, Groot? Hey, what's up? Not much. Uh, quarantine been a little bit. A little bit rough on me, but still surviving, so, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's what we're all doing right now, just trying to, you know, stay inside, stay safe, uh, and hopefully, you know, uh, locally they start um, doing some things, and obviously nationally, uh, but, hey, for me, it's really just sports. I want sports to come back, especially basketball. Uh, I think that's yeah. all what we all want, so, um, yeah, hopefully – Again, it's been a little while coming now, but hopefully, you know, we can get back, uh, you know, better in, in, in no time. So first question we always ask uh, is who is that one member uh, or the dopest member you've met on Hardwood that's no longer active anymore? Uh, I kind of thought about this question before coming on this. I was thinking there's not a ton of guys that left that I do remember, but, you know, you got Granola Bar Hero. He was always just one of the best dudes on the app. I agree. Um, and then another guy who was a fellow jazz fan, he hasn't technically left, but he's uh, just not been active for a long time. Uh, Smart Boy is his name. Smart Boy. And me and him, dude. Yeah. He's an Aussie, so he's up when I'm asleep. And there were ten- plenty of times where I was awake, 3, 4 a.m., and we'd just be chatting. He's a cool dude to talk to there. Okay. I li- I like those. Um I like shout out shout out to GBH. We still talk every now and then. Uh he's got his own little business thing. He was on this pod uh, if you guys want to go check that out. Uh I, that was personally one of my favorite ones. Um I don't know about Slen, but for me it was. Uh and obviously we had on Mellow too, some former leaders, so yeah, those are some dope dope guys to uh you know to to mention there. Um let's see. Uh, well, let's start off with this first. How did you find Hardwood? How did you stumble upon the app? And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, not a lot of people, uh, you know, you don't really see that many new members come around now, even though Hardwood's gaining a lot more traction and, you know, but there's not, um, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of people chatting, at least new members. Um, they're either like alts or other guys, but let's just stick with that, uh, preliminary question. Like, how did you find the app? Um, 
I was thinking about this. It's hard for me. Like I was trying to remember, and then I'm pretty sure it was because uh, some YouTuber recommended it. I can't remember exactly who, but I remember I was up on vacation up on the uh, Oregon coast. That's where I go every year. It's a pretty nice place. And uh, I was just like sitting in my room watching YouTube for no reason because I was bored. It's vacation, you know. So, uh, and I just stumbled upon it and I thought, oh, it'd be cool to try out. So I, I did it and the first few weeks wasn't much to me. Like, usually when I download an app, I keep it on there. Even if I don't use it, I just, for some reason, I'm so lazy I forget to delete them or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I kept going back there. I remember because I had a ton of spare time on vacation and I got to know a lot of people. And I was still around the time I was like considering leaving. And then I got an invite to like the jazz fan chat and I met like a ton of other uh, jazz fans there, including Blocks and some of these other guys. And they're all really cool dudes. That's like, it kind of keeps me going on here. But yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, let's, uh, you mentioned Blocks and uh, there's several other guys too. Um, trying to think, Adam. There's Adam as well. Uh, talk yeah, about those Adam. guys a little bit, and you know the friendship that you guys have on the app, and it's obviously it's it's obviously what has kept you on the app, uh, you know, for all these years now. So just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, like those guys, let's say blocks. We got uh, yeah, Adam Perry. We got NFF NBA Fan Forever. We got JT. We got Noah Smith. Uh, we got some new guys. We got Rudy Goldbear. We got I'm trying to remember them all. I'm just uh, we got Drip City. We got Brax. All those dudes, cool dudes. Uh, I think Blocks out of all of us was the longest on there. Like he's been the longest. His old profile, at least. Um, but he like Blocks in particular. He's like my homie. He's my number one guy. If he leaves, I'm probably going to end up leaving. But all the other guys in Jazz Chat, too, they're just – it's like – it's almost like, you know, it's like family. But it's – I don't want to sound corny here, but it's like every day we're talking to each other and we're all from different areas and we all got different paths. And it's just cool to chill out and talk to everybody. Yeah, I agree. I got my own – uh, you know, group of Heat fans, including Slen, yeah. uh, you know, Brian. Say, like, yeah. I was going to say the Heat have, Heat have a pretty good fan base on here, too. They probably got the biggest one. I would venture That's to say, I'm... I would venture to say it's pretty obvious that we have the biggest fan base on Hardwood, um, I think. Uh, like I mentioned, Slen, me, Brian, Vert, uh, Samir, who's no longer active, but when he returns, obviously, that's a notable name. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a whole ton of people that Slen could add to. Slen. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm just chilling over here. <laughs> Can you think of any more Heat fans, though? I don't know. There's a lot of us. Uh, off the top of, from the Heat fan chat? Or just Heat fans in general on the app, yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, I can think of uh, KG. I believe he was up there. Yeah. Uh, it, is Mang a Heat fan? I think Mang. Yeah, Mang is a Heat fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got Darren. We have uh, Dem- uh, DK. Shout out to DK. Yeah, DK. DeMarcus oh, yeah. Souls. To mm-hmm. attack Lovia sucks, by the way. No, I'm kidding. I, I love him. But, so. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We also have, like, Wade County, obviously. My uh, Wade HFDO County, yeah. General, yeah, yeah, my general manager in HFBO. There's so many. Uh, oh my god, there's literally too many. We even got Bamtastic, who's one of the newest members oh. here that I have been, you know, kind of. I've been kind of warming up to a little bit in the fan chat. Yeah, I, even though I'm not really yeah. too active in there, I like to peer in there, like just kind of yeah. check on. Yeah, CS2, who we also did an episode on here as well. Um, Even though he, even though he likes the Bulls as well, Ski, I was just about to say, Briante Weber, man, yes, the fan club. Yes, so we got to make sure we we hit on all those names because then we're gonna get roasted after this podcast goes up and people listen to it. So, 
Oh, no, oh, the moment you saying. say, hey, can you think of any more? I was like, oh, boy, you just started a whole entire war in your chat. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, so. But those those are those are the more uh, – Oh, only yeah, bingo. Long tenure. There, there you go, go, bingo. Yeah. I think that hits yeah, on the all Yeah, the reason we got VIP. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, also, oh. also all the I forgot movies. to mention one dude that uh, – I really forgot to mention he's like been a big part of the Jazz fan chat, even though he's not really a Jazz fan, as uh, Darren Ballers. He's kind of the yeah. dude we had. It's been, we have the whole storyline where Blocks is the dad of everyone on Hardwood, and he adopted Darren <laughs> into his garage or whatever. But Darren is just, he's a cool dude. Everyone calls him Duran now, but. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a W. Um, let's talk about, so you were a big part of a league that, and we discussed this prior, um, but you were a big part of, uh, HP or excuse me, you're a big part of, um, first take, um, as long, you know, as you're also a part of, uh, many leagues that are active today, like, um, HPL, HFDL, um, hobble. And obviously I'm not too sure where you're at with those leagues. You might still be in, you, you might not, but a big, uh, league, as you mentioned before the pod started, was um, first take, and that's no longer active. Talk to me about your career on there, uh, the teams that you were on, and how that's impacted your, you know, your um, hardwood um, tenure as a whole. Um, I was really only on one team because I only lasted, I think, one or two seasons on there, maybe two seasons. But like my rookie season uh, on the Legions by the way. Um, there was Darren, there was Lolis, there was uh, JR. I can't remember some of the other dudes. There was Keto. Keto, I don't know how you pronounce that, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, all those guys, it was kind of like those other four guys and me were like the main group. And I was trying to, at the time, I don't think many people knew me. I was trying to maybe win rookie of the year, but I kind of came across it too late. I can't remember who got it. I almost won uh no surprising player, but Lois got that. And um, our team made it to the finals. And then we kind of got shut out by, I think it was the Scorpions who shut us out. Yeah. And that whole thing was so, like, it kind of pissed me off a little bit because the day that we had to post was Christmas Day. Like, that was the final day. And, like, the Scorpions, no offense. I don't know if either of you guys were on the Scorpions, but pushed them back. They, like, pushed their dates back. Uh, and it ended up the final game was on Christmas. And I literally, like, was so... did work so much. I couldn't do anything. Um, so I couldn't get anything posted. And that was the same for a lot of guys on our team. It's kind of a bad way to go down, but it was so great that we made it to the finals. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive to go all that far um, and to obviously, you know, not a lot of people go to, you know, the promised land, go to the finals. So to be able to do that. And I think first takes a, a really, really great league. Um, and it was a great idea. Uh, it's just like leagues in general. I think that I've ran several, including HDBA uh, debating league, which, there was another one recently just made and I haven't really checked that out too much, but maybe I'll do yeah. so in the near future. But there, there is a debating league up, which I had done in the past. That's a lot of coordination. And then I did a speed trivia league, which that's incredibly hard to manage because you have to really make sure that your league is for anyone out there that's ran a league or who plans to run a league. For those of you who have ran a league know this for those of you who haven't ran a league, might not know this, but there's a lot of coordination that goes into it. And you may not really know how much you would, you have to do as a commissioner to keep that league, you know, up in a float, you know, quote, you know, just speaking like that. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of organization you have to do. And you, sometimes you don't realize it until you're actually, um, you know, in the midst of it. And it's like, you also have to make sure you uh, build your reputation as a league because teams can just not take your league seriously. 
And that's kind of what happened with my Speed Trivia League is that teams just weren't showing up for games. Uh, and it was just or unorganized, you know, it, it, to be honest. Um, you got to make sure you have the right, you know, commissions. I think that personally, and I'm not going to name names, but there's some people that shouldn't really be running leagues um, because it takes a lot of c- commitment and time and, and whatnot. So that's just for me. But, yeah. again, there's – there's a lot of leagues that I like right now. Um, and Hey, if you have a good idea for a league, I don't think we should shut that down um, at all. Um, but again, you have to be willing to put up with, um, with what it takes to be a commissioner. Um, and you know, it's, it's no big task. You know, you have to keep up with everything on a week to week basis and, or sometimes even daily. So uh, since we're talking about the, you know, the league um, topic right now, let's, let me ask you this. Do you, what league, if you were to bring it, like, what, what, what league would you like to bring back? Like, would it be a league like first take or would it be something else that you've seen? Um, I'm not sure about that one. I'm not a very creative guy, so I'd probably just say first take. Uh, yeah, have you seen anything else, though, that's been, like, you know, cool or whatever? They, like, have you seen any they other brought league? Back, uh, they brought back the guest of player league. I don't know how that's going. I've, I'm right. part of a team, but. I'm not getting notifications, so I have no idea what's going on. Uh, right. I'm checking in, but I think that's a good idea. I'm proud that uh, my boy Brax got it going, or was one of the people who got it going, and they got uh, all the right set of commissioners. So, I mean, I hope the best for that. Yeah, Brax is a cool guy. He's in my um, he's in my sim league, so he's pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, yeah I guess the player. It's a good, it's, honestly, I was in it for a little bit. Uh, I think the one that died and then they they revived they revived it. I'm not sure if it's the same commission or not. I don't think it is. Um, but mm-hmm. the first time they did that, I joined it. It's a really good league. Again, that's just another league where it's a lot of coordination. I mean, any league really is. So, uh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, go ahead. I just had a, like a one problem with it, and that's chat. And it's like there's not like a butter way you can butt in or anything. And so me who like, my Wi-Fi isn't always working great with that. Uh, like, I fell behind on a lot of those. But I'm more of a guy who, when there's a really difficult one that no one can get, if I sit there and, like, think for a second, I can get them. But it's not, like, the obvious one where you have to get it right off the bat. That was just one of my problems I had with it. Other than that, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Sort of like a hit-miss with guest the player. Um, like, it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. As far as I think a question that, you know, we always like to ask um, people who come on here is like, what's your favorite, uh, or your best hardwood memory that you've had, whether it be maybe a talk with someone, a league accomplishment, uh, anything really that sticks out to you. Um, I think for this one, give me a sec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. I mean, honestly, I would just say I've made a lot of really good memories talking to my guys in the Jazz chat. They're all uh, they're all cool guys. I already did this. I'm not going to do it again, but just like the late night memories where people, like, everyone had a uh, sleep problems at one point and so we were all up like way late and we were just chatting and then one of them would be like okay let's go to sleep or I'm gonna go to sleep and they'll get on 20 minutes later and be like I can't get to sleep and I'll be like yeah same so you know that kind of time where uh you know it's nighttime no one nothing's going on you can just kind of sit back chat with people uh, have fun that's kind of been my best experiences yeah, without a doubt. I get what you mean. You know, it's it's cool to have a group to rely on, especially, you know, uh, team chat. I think that – and just to touch, you know, quickly on team chats, I think that's really important because team chats are an important part of hardwood. And I think that there's not many of them that are, you know, active and I, I guess sort of upkeeped and, you know, up to date. A lot of them are – 
you know, either dead, they don't have one, they don't have enough members, you know, for a team chat. Yeah. So I think that, like, what the Jazz, you know, you guys, the Jazz fans on Hardwood, the Heat fans, um, not sure who else. I think there's a Celtics chat I got invited to one time, and I was just trolling a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, just, you know, those team chats are really essential. And I agree. Um, there's, you know, a group for you to fall back on, uh, you know, in times where, you know, you're bored, you're, uh, you want to talk with people and, you know, and what better way to do it than, you know, have a team chat where everyone, you know, everyone has a similar passion for the same team. And it's, that's super dope. So I want to move on to, uh, and, you know, Slank could obviously give some input in this um, as well. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we're going to move on to the NBA segment here. And what we've been dealing with the past two months has been this coronavirus outbreak, as you know, we know and as our listeners know. Uh, and so it's interesting because one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, get you on here is because you're obviously an avid jazz fan, but you're also tied to the jazz and, you know, Rudy Bear is obvious, obviously a, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, a key, a key part to this whole coronavirus is he was the first NBA player to, you know, contract this. And I just want to get your thoughts on uh, what was your reaction and what was going through your mind when you heard about, uh, you know, this whole coronavirus outbreak. And especially since, you know, Rudy Gobert is a player that you follow closely being a fan of the Jazz. Mm hmm. Yeah, so what what was your reactions or thoughts on that? Um, I remember that night. It was a Wednesday night. We were going to play the Thunder, and I believe it was in Oklahoma. And Gobert didn't even come out on the floor. I had no idea why. It was him and uh, Emmanuel Moutier. Neither of them came out on the floor. Uh, and so I was kind of looking around, looking on Twitter, seeing what was going on. And it just said he had, like, flu-like symptoms. And so right. I thought, okay, what if I just kind of had the what if scenario? What if this is coronavirus? Uh, I'm like, well, at least he's not playing, so it's not going to spread anywhere. And then I see, I think someone in the chat uh, sent like Rudy Monday night after their game against the Pistons, touched all the mics and the quarters. And I just like literally face fall myself. And I was sitting there like, Rudy, you idiot, man. I know he's not that kind of guy. Rudy, first of all, isn't the likable NBA player. He's not like uh, he's not like the Mr. Humble or whatever. He's like, if you ask him, who besides him should be Defensive Player of the Year, he'll say, I'm Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, so that's just his, uh, his personality. And so I found out that he did all that. I'm like, this isn't going to go well. And then uh, – I'm like, I hope he doesn't have it. I hope he didn't get it because if he did, this is going to be really a really big coincidence or something like that, something along those lines. And turned out he did have it. And I just, I remember sitting there on my couch looking through all the tweets and everything. Everyone was looking through hardwood too. Everyone was just throwing shit at Gobert. And so I kind of had to stick up for him a little bit because mm -hmm. it was, you know, two days before that he touched all the mics and it doesn't spread and, I mean, it's really rare that it spreads. He gets symptoms in two days. Yeah, and so, plus, and plus, players are young, so they can fight it. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, but it's not necessarily the fact that you know he has it. It's the fact that he was disrespectful towards it. Yeah, and that's and, what everyone was getting mad about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and people were saying, making jokes like, "Oh, he's DPOY. He shut down the whole league." And I'm just like, "That's that's funny," but <laughs> this is kind of my uh, first year of uh, trolling other fans. I'd always be trolling Warriors fans about 2016, and then this is kind of what Jazz fans get, but... Kind of like that karma. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, and then, I mean, because then it sort of leads to a domino effect, because then you have, you know, not only is he, you know, well, again, this probably isn't... Um, you know, obviously players, as we all know, they travel. And so um, they're susceptible kind of the, to this, uh, you know, virus more than a lot of people because a lot of people don't travel like NBA players do. So then you have, mm -hmm. you know, Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, 
gave, sort of just gave it to Donovan um, because we can't really, you know, I guess yeah. we can't really, uh, you know, guess who else gave it to him. It has to kind of, you know, lead up to that, right? Um, and then you see that, you know, a whole bunch of other players, it's sort of like a domino effect. Not really that Rudy spread it to the other guys, especially in Brooklyn with, um, you know, that said that KD had it. And I'm sure all these guys are fine now, but I'm just saying it sort of led to a domino effect. Um, not necessarily stemming from Gobert, but it was just like all these other players were getting it too. Um, but I want to ask you about how about when Donovan got it? What was your thoughts then? Um, I think it was probably two or three days after uh, that night where they were they were saying, you know, we're testing everyone in Jazz organization, organization, sorry. Um, and then the results came back and the only other person who had it was Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and then this is later, like later I was looking through stuff and it turns out like the number one guy I really wants to sit back on the plane and talk to was Donovan. And so Donovan and apparently everyone else on the team was taking it seriously. And Rudy was just, you know, being a dickhead about it. And so <clears throat> he like, we get to the point where it's like their relationship is unsalvageable and I'm like, hold on, this isn't like, there's gotta be stuff that happened before this. Mm. And I'm thinking it might be something like Gobert and Mitchell. They probably have maybe a little bit of beef with each other because, you know, you look at who's the best player on the jazz. It's between those two. And it's kind of hard to tell who is there's arguments for both sides. And so maybe they're both trying to shine the spotlight or maybe Donovan's mad about something else or, you know, we don't know, but that's all speculation. Right. And so you talk about those two guys, and yeah, there is arguments for both of them. Personally, again, I'm not really going to make you pick a... Well, because I want to kind of get your thoughts about... Because there's been rumors, obviously, with... You know, you mentioned that it's... You know, uh, people were saying that their relationship was unsalvageable. Then... Rudy Gobert was on a live. He said that those rumors weren't true. They're fine and whatnot. But, you know, what do you think of that? Do you think that, you know, they move on with, uh, is it best to move on with, without having one of those guys on the team? Or are you fine with both of them on the team? Or what's your thoughts on that? Like, what's your thoughts on, you know, the moves that could be made and and whatnot? Uh, Well, first of all, I want to say, they're fine, by the way. They're not like neither of them are like they worked it out. Right. They had a talk, and like Dennis Lindsay, who's vice president, came out and said, "Yeah, they had a conference call to talk, and they talked on the phone, and they're ready to act professional, and be like real men." And so that's over with. But going back to, we'll go back to what I was thinking when all this was going down. I was thinking if we had to trade one of them we'd have to trade Gobert because first of all, Gobert, he's like, he's 27, 28 years old. He's already getting kind of the point where big men start to decline. And, um, and Donovan Mitchell is only 23 and he's already an all-star. Like that's kind of a clear cut decision. If you look at age and, you know, potential, but then you look at Gobert is literally the anchor for the jazz on defense. The jazz are, they haven't been as good of a defensive team this year, but they were number one defense last year. Or maybe, I think they were number two behind Milwaukee. But uh, Gobert is kind of, you know, he's like a magnet on offense. And people discredit his offensive game. But he's a really good lock catcher. He's a very good rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on defense, he's like 10 times better. So if we were to get rid of Gobert, we would probably miss the playoffs. And Mitchell would kind of turn into maybe a Kemba Walker type. I'm not sure, but like you know how Kemba was in Charlotte and all that, and uh, and then I was thinking about what if they trade Mitchell because there was another scenario that came out that said, what if Donovan Mitchell is doing all this just to get Gobert off the team so he can be the number one guy? And I was thinking that's not really him. Like he's not. He's usually pretty humble about it. And then someone suggested that what if his all this fame and all this he has his own shoe line, not his own shoe line, his own shoe, um, all that. What if I got to his head? 
and he's changed since his rookie year and he wants to be the number one guy for the Jazz? Or what if he wants out of Jazz and this is his way to get out? Luckily, I mean, neither of those are true. I would be really pissed at him if he wanted to get out because of that and this is how he did it. But if we had to trade Mitchell, uh, we'd probably have to trade him. I'm assuming, actually, I don't know. I don't know where we'd trade him. He might want to go to New York because that's where he's from. But but I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's coincidental because, you know, when you find out one guy's contracted a virus and then you hear that another player on that team is contracted a virus, you don't think anything of it. But then when you hear that both those players are the, you know, kind of co-franchise players, it's like, whoa, like, you know, it's sort of it's sort of coincidental that, you know, then they start talking about all these trade rumors and whatnot. And even though, you know, things have really settled down, they're fine now. Um, just want to get your thoughts on that, um, in which, you know, I think you did a pretty good job of explaining. I mean, I have sort of an unpopular opinion with it because I look at it from both sides, too. And I think there's a very valid point for, you know, for Mitchell staying. Uh, but then for Gobert staying, you know, I I think that he's a player. I think, you know, throughout this whole entire season, you know, teams have been, you know, you know, desperately kind of wanting that rim protecting center. And I think Gobert yeah. is, you know, Gobert is a, you know, obviously great at that being a defense player of the year and whatnot. So I think that those are hard to come by. And I think if you look at it like that, from the Jazz's perspective, you keep him, um, even though, yes, he's getting older. I get what you mean. And financially too, it's a little bit of a stretch um, compared to Donovan yeah. who's 23. Um, I did think Gobert should, should have made the all-star, um, uh, a couple years, um, I'd say, you know, I, I can't really say numbers, but just a couple years um, that he got snubbed. I think he should have made it. Um, but as far mm-hmm. as, I mean, either you can make a case for either one of them, honestly. Like, I, you know, but again, things have calmed down now. And which leads to my next question. Then I'll, and I'll give Son a chance to ask a question because I don't think I haven't, I've really done that. But um, as far as, you know, if you, if you guys are going to keep them, both of them, and I assume you guys probably would, um, again, you, you know, if it comes down to a, a dire need to trade yeah. them and whatnot. But <clears throat> once again, uh, I feel as if you guys are always – you guys are a, a solid team. And I think that with the Mike Conley addition, sure, he hasn't really performed to what he's been able to do. He has to get past all those injuries and, um, you know, fight through those. Uh-huh. Um, but – you guys are always kind of for the past couple of seasons been that like middle of the pack team. Right. So what do you guys think you yeah. guys got to do this free agency coming up? Um, obviously we got to see how the season plays out here, but in the free agency and moves in the future, what do you guys think you got to do? Um, first of all, I think this may be too close to call. We might have to cut ties with Mike because Mike, he's been, he's been great doing point guard things, playmaking, uh, but scoring, he hasn't been anywhere close to what we needed him to be mm-hmm. or what we were looking for in a point guard. And um, looking back on it, like looking back on last offseason, I was really hoping that instead of going after Mike, we went after uh, D'Angelo Russell. That was like, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, Donovan did something on Instagram. He posted like two bobbleheads. One was him and one was D'Angelo, and I was like, and he's kind of hinting at him. I don't know if you call it tampering, but hinting at him, he wanted him to come. And I was thinking if we have like a young core like that with Donovan and D'Angelo Russell, especially both of them being backcourt, um, and D'Angelo Russell's really great shooting, that would do much better for us. But then Mike Conley is a really good veteran and a really good uh, leader, and he's a really just uh he's a great guy like his personality and everything he's not like most NBA players he's literally just there to play basketball and so I do like him I like him and I like uh Ricky Rubio which we had but the problem is we're not getting anywhere with them and the point guard is the one position we kind of really need right now so I don't know maybe maybe get rid of Conley I don't know if they will after one season they might want to see how he does in the playoffs um, 
another thing, like Bojan Bogdanovic was a really good addition for us. I think we should definitely keep him. And then so was Jordan Clarkson. He's a really good six-man. He could be a six-man front runner next year. But I don't know. We just point guard is kind of the prime position right now. And maybe filling out the bench, getting rid, I hate to say it, but getting rid of George Niang. He's a great guy. I like him on the Jazz, but all he can really do is shoot, and he's not very much of a liability besides that. So getting a better bench forward, that's all I can say, really. Yeah, because, I mean, I think you guys are really just one piece away. Like, you look at your team, I just think, I mean, on paper, you know, if you watch them in the games, I think you guys are just one piece away from really, really, really giving a shot at some of the top teams. And I think you guys would be that, uh, you know, if Mike Conley kind of showed up more than he did this season. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, and, and thing is with Mike Conley, too, he's making a lot of money as well. Yeah, you know he he's taking up a lot of the money. Right, he's he's carrying over that contract from Memphis, where he got paid. Like, I remember when he signed that contract too. I'm like, dude, like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> five years, 152 million. Like, jeez. Yeah. So he's making 32 mil on his contract this year. Um, and again, that goes over to next year. But once again, I mean. Again, I don't think Rubio was not even near that expensive, and I think he did, you know, wonders for you guys. Obviously, you guys wanted to go go ahead and get an upgrade, but was it really an upgrade? I don't know with the way Conley's been playing. So I I do think that point guard is a is an area you guys could, um, you know, try to get that one two punch with Donovan over there. But um, but yeah, uh, I'll hand the slide you there, man. I'll, yeah, I know it's been a, a minute, but uh, I'll hand you the mic, man. If you got a question to ask, uh, we're, we're doing some jazz talk here. So, uh, to be honest, with the new documentary, uh, Jordan's Last Dance documentary coming out, uh, they kind of mentioned the jazz here and there. Uh, I want to kind of know what oh. your opinion is of this documentary and like how it's been for us as sports fans to kind of get through the quarantine with just this, like, particular documentary. Um, personally, I haven't watched much of it. I kind of fell behind because, like, the night that episodes one and two came out, I was really busy, um, and I forgot to, like, record them. So I've been doing this really weird VPN thing that one of my friends suggested, where she do VPN, and they have it on Netflix in, like, a different country. Um, but they kind of painted the jazz in a different, like, they kind of put them in a different light in this. And I don't necessarily like it i don't dislike it you know it's kind of being a jazz fan it's like people are always going to underestimate you because you're a small market team and even if you can put up a real nice fight against literally the greatest player of all time in the finals you're still gonna be known as the people who fell as just part of his uh part of his career so I like hate going back to those days and like looking at it, looking at him beating us. But at the same time, it kind of makes me proud that we were able to do so well against him and lead it into a six-game series, almost a seven-game series in uh, '97. But they, I had to find a tweet. There's a certain tweet that I said, like ESPN is hyping up <clears throat> the last dance to beat this team in the finals. And I had, like, a picture of Dr. Malone Hornacek. And then, you know, it just makes us look terrible. And if they were to do a documentary, they're not going to do a documentary on the Jazz back then, but they didn't have, like, completely taken a, hold on, I can't think of the word, taken, like, a toll on um, Dr. Malone's career because they haven't won a ring. And if they were to, like, win a ring against MJ and make that, like, their number one thing they did in their career, they would be much higher on all-time list. Uh, people would stop talking trash about Stockton. So it makes me mad, but at the same time, people, you know, are pretty ignorant, and they don't know the full story. So I don't – I kind of just drown them out. Mm, yeah. I was going to ask your opinion on um, – I mean, I guess you kind of already went over it a, a tiny bit. Um, I was going to ask your opinion on 
you know, the fact that, yeah, they, they don't have, um, you know, you know, fact is that they don't have a ring on Stockton or Malone and they're, you know, some of the greatest players of all time, um, even without the ring. Um, but, you know, I wanted you to, if you want to touch a little bit again on, or add to it on, uh, you know, your thoughts on, you know, their legacies. Because <clears throat> um, you've been a Jazz fan since when? Yeah, I just think uh, about 2013. 2013, okay. But you've watched the old... Yeah, I've done, I've done my research oh, and I got stuff, you. so... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... But people on hardwood, especially, I mean, that's, cause that's mainly the app that I'm on usually, talking basketball, but they get stuck in well, both get kind of disrespected. It's much more, the disrespect goes much more to Stockton because um, people say, oh, you have a scorer like Malone, you can just put any point guard in that situation and they'll get more assists than Stockton. And then people say, oh, you have a passer like Stockton, uh, put any scorer in that position, they'll get more points than Malone. And it's just like, well, hold on, there's kind of a middle ground you gotta you got to think about here. And people just tend to troll their way out of it. So, you know, it makes me mad and it, I'm not, I don't get like, my day isn't ruined when I talk about it, but, you know, being a fan of a team and the only, the biggest thing they've ever done in history is lose to MJ. And even though, like, I have a ton of respect for MJ. I like him as a player. He's a great dude. He's a, he is the greatest of all time. LeBron might, maybe, if he pulls it out, be able to beat him, but he was 6-0 and in the finals, and I don't know how anybody expected him to lose. Um, and I feel like if that Jazz team matched up with – it's a little bit of a bold statement, but I feel like if they matched up with almost any other team in history, they would have had a better chance and could have beat. So people just discredit how um, – what's the word? I mean, first the dynamic duo in there, and then you got a great shooter in Jeff Hornacek, and they discredit how dominant that team was. Like they beat um, – Hakeem and Barkley, maybe Shaq and Kobe and that four all-star team, they swept them in the Western Finals. It's just – but no one pays attention to that. They only pay attention to the big stuff. So, yeah, I, it doesn't make me mad. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I, I totally understand. I mean, again, there's going to be two sides to every story, right? So, I mean, again, I mean, that era – back then was a lot tougher to plan, right? You had to go through a lot more, uh, you know, again, as far as the physicality um, is the obvious point, but then also, you know, your opponents you had to go through. Um, It's a lot of, a Mm -hmm. lot of teams that, you know, sure they had star power. They also had depth and, you know, they, again, a lot of teams that, you know, go on, you know, overlooked, I think, as far as, you know, the jazz, one of them, another one, uh, the Suns with Barkley were really good. Um, you know, teams like yeah. that. And, uh, you know, it was it was crazy, too, because, you know, you talk about MJ as well. Um, I found that uh, it was funny because they were talking about uh, – and, Son, have you watched the documentary at all? Uh, a little bit of it. I haven't watched too much of it. Did you get to the part with um, – so it was the 93 finals – and Ooh. and the Knicks or not the ninety three finals, excuse me, Eastern Conference Finals. There and the Knicks go. with the Knicks exactly there you go. Um the Knicks with the Bulls and the Knicks were up two oh. Uh and Jordan went out uh and went to I think Gamble the night before with his dad. It's just funny, he came back. Um I believe he was criticized after game one, I think. I'm pretty sure that's when he went out gambling with his with his dad or was going to get, going to hang out or whatnot. I think it was outside of uh, New York because that, obviously that's where they were playing um, and came back game three and just went ham. And obviously they win, I believe, the last four games of that series. So, I mean, just a yeah. surefire, like firepower, firepower within Jordan, just his competitiveness, so, you know, and I suggest each every one of you know, everyone on Hardwood, you know, anyone who listens to this podcast to go and watch that documentary. I'm not the biggest fan of Jordan, but I've learned a lot. And, like, I mean, I'm telling you, like, 
sure he's the goat, but you know that that whole documentary sort of just puts everyone on notice, especially like the people that weren't around during that time, as in myself, and I think a lot of us weren't around during that time. So just to like really take in all those moments and um, you know really really just soak up every single thing in that documentary, like I think it's you know a lesson for every NBA fan to go and look at that. But man, uh, <laughs> to move on. Um, I don't got much much left, but we got to cover this because you are, I believe, the biggest Royce O'Neal fan on Hardwood. So we got to talk about Royce O'Neal. Royce, Royce O'Neal. Damn. <laughs> By talking there. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about Royce O'Neal, a very overlooked guy, um, a guy that doesn't get enough um, credit, I think, for what he does for, uh, for basketball and obviously for the Jazz. So talk a little bit about Royce O'Neal. Uh, your fandom with him, you know, I mean, obviously I would guess it's because you're a fan of the jazz, obviously, but just talk about Royce O'Neal a little yeah. bit, touch up on that. Uh, so he went like his career started, he declared for the draft in like 2015 and he went undrafted and then Utah signed him uh, same season. They drafted Donald Mitchell, same off season. And uh, him and Mitchell, first of all, they were like, became very competitive at practice. It was mainly like those two, just from like reports that certain those two were like the main guys going at each other, going at each other's necks. And um, they eventually like formed like a really nice friendship and they've been like best friends ever since. And uh, that kind of got me introduced to him. And I remember watching, um, it was, that was the season after Hayward left that um, Mitchell and Royce came. I remember watching that, and then Royce O'Neal comes off the bench, and I'm like, oh, this is a cool guy. You know, we signed him, we gave him a chance, and eventually, like, he wasn't – he's not ever been the guy who's, like, number one go-to on offense. But, like, over these years, he's developed a really, really good perimeter defense, and he shoots something like, I think, 45% from three. And even though he doesn't take many threes, he makes whatever – like, he usually makes what he takes. And uh, – like, no one talks about him. And so I was kind of wanted to be that guy that's like, yo, Royce O'Neal exists, and he's really good. And people forget that he shut down James Harden two years in a row in the playoffs when we matched up with him uh, in the Western semifinals. And then last year in the first round, he shut him down. Harden did not have very good shooting efficiencies. And um, people didn't describe that. They just went to the old, oh, Harden's oh. Harden's always inefficient. Yeah. Harden is always inefficient. So I just think he's still underrated just because when you look at his stats, first thing a lot of people go to his points, he only averages like five or six points per game still. But he's besides Rudy, he's the best defender on the team. He's the best uh, perimeter defender on the team. And he's one of those guys where you just watch you have to watch him play. You can't look at his stats. You got to watch him. So he was. It was during uh, shoot around warm ups, and I just shouted his name. I had lower lowerable uh, seats, and I just shouted his name. And he looked back at me and he waved, and I was like, I thought that was so cool for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, he's not like my idol. Like some guys are like really cool, and my idol. But the fact, like he just, I just think people underrate him all the time. It's like kind of the same thing. You know, Darren has Matthew Delvadova and GK has Mikal Bridges, and it's kind of that he's like my guy. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's no, I I get what you're saying. Just sort of a guy that is not necessarily a fan favorite per se, but you just really, really, and um, well, he's, like not league wide, he's not a fan favorite. He's definitely for, a fan favorite, Jazz, in Utah, okay. but like. Oh, yeah, yeah. But mainly just the guy, I get what you're saying. As far as underrated, not a lot of people. Again, I'm talking I'm talking from a league-wide standpoint, not necessarily from a Jazz perspective or like a, a single team like the Heat maybe or just a league-wide perspective not really known too much um, and people really um, don't notice him too much, underrated, doesn't really – you know, all of his – all of the things that he does on the court doesn't necessarily uh, stand out to you when you look at the stat sheet or is doesn't even show up there. 
but you could just see in his gameplay that yeah. you know he's you know he's an underdog. So yeah, I I really and I've seen that you know from talking to guys like you and just the whole entire Jazz um, fans on hardwood and just I think <clears throat> you guys put a really good spotlight on Royce O'Neal and I think I've I've you know obviously got attention um, and or or paid attention to Royce O'Neal um, because of you guys. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got. Actually, one more question for me. Uh, or, son, do you got anything else? Uh, I do, but I'll let you ask yours first. Okay, I'll ask mine first, and then we'll get to son real quick. All right, so um, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this, cause, uh, to phrase this, excuse me, because I like to build a team. But I, if I do an all-time jazz team, I kind of feel like I know the way that you're going to go. So, this is how we're going to do things. You know what? Since we're on the topic of Royce O'Neal, let's build a team around Royce O'Neal. What's your starting five? Oh, I am not Go ahead, go ahead. You, I mean, there, there's um, no wrong answers. Okay. Put Royce in at power forward. Uh, so, wait, if we're building a team around him, does that mean he's like the star? Listen, it's, it's or, your team. It's your team. You do what you want. He doesn't have to be the, oh, the, start, be the focal point, but he you're building around him. Build around the piece him. you have. Yeah. Okay. So starting yeah. power forward, Royce O'Neal. Uh definitely say standards Rudy Gobert, just because of those two. Both great defenders, you need a rim defender. Um a good point guard. Let's go let's go all time. You could do anyone in history. Anyone in history. I feel like Oh damn. Um Okay, well then I change from Gobert to uh Okay. Let's go Ben Wallace. Same kind of skill set. Uh point guard. I feel like Isaiah Thomas. We'll go Isaiah Thomas, like Pistons Isaiah Thomas. Um uh small forward. Small forward. I'm trying to think here. I don't know why I'm thinking thinking this guy, but Julius Irving, Julius Irving, and then shooting guard. Okay. Uh, Clay Thompson. But random, but I, no, I, that's I'm fine. not good at this. But I'm. This is. Yeah, you got some three and D guys there. I see it. I see it. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Guys that can. Oh, yeah. For sure. I see offense, defense, all that stuff invested in there. It's a good little team. I like teams that are balanced in terms of offense and defense. That's mainly how I try to do my HFDL drafts when I do them. Uh, I haven't done that in a long time. But uh, as far as, again, <laughs> Slank can vouch for this too. You can always plug in Sean Marion. <laughs> when in doubt, if, if there's no one on the board, when in doubt, just fucking – Plugging Sean Murray. Like if, if, he, if he's on the board, you <laughs> power forward, small forward, hell, even shooting guard. If you really want to be ballsy with it, put him anywhere, and that dude's a good fit. Throw him in. <laughs> oh man, because I mean, Marion was athletic enough to hold up with even shooting guards back in the day. So I mean, it's not impossible. It's not ideal, but it's not impossible. It's kind of like how Chauncey Billups can be a shooting guard instead and, of a point guard if you really and, play him right. And Marion was. And Marion was strong enough too to hold up with guys like uh, Nowitzki and Duncan at the four. So insane. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, not to discredit. I mean, obviously, great power forwards, but relatively speaking, he's able to play good defense against those guys. Um, obviously, elite talent beats defense sometimes, but he was able to hold up with them. Good team, though. I like it. I like the direction of that team for sure. Uh, go ahead, son. Thank you. Uh, so. You are not really – well, you're more known, instead of being a Jazz fan, for being a really good fucking ball player, all right? So we have heard a couple of things about uh, <laughs> some of their uh, G League endeavors, actually. Not really anything kind of like, you know, bits and pieces here and there. And I think everyone wants to know what it was like to kind of try out for the G League and, you know, what the atmosphere was like as you were going through those steps. Uh, it's really tough. Like, I 
do think people definitely think it should be easier because it's not the NBA. They think all oh, the NBA is tough, but and I think G League is just like the Walmart of NBA. <laughs> um, but it's <laughs> yeah, the dollar store. <laughs> Yo, that's like the, the dollar store. It's like the Harris Teeter to Walmart. Swear. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the G League is Walmart, and then. Uh, NBA is tough, so <laughs> something like that. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's, so that's first. yeah, no, I went and tried out. There, like, there are plenty of guys that want to do it, and I know that that should be pretty obvious, but like, they only accept one or two guys. Like, it's not like they're like looking for players, and they need like half a team. They literally only want one or two guys, so they're gonna have workout. It was for the Salt Lake City Stars, by the way. Um, so they're going to have a workout and even see if they, like, they'll pick two people. They'll pick two people at max, and then they'll work them both out and kind of have them go on a schedule, and then maybe one of them makes the stars. And so they're, like, it's high competition there, and I kind of had, like, a size advantage on everyone, but I'm not a very good shooter, and that's kind of what they were looking at, looking for. And so I'm hoping when, like, next year's tryouts come around, if they do them, uh, they'll be looking more for size. But, like, I'm kind of a – I know I'm more like a Bam out of bio type player. Like, I'm bigger, and I can kind of shoot, but I'm not light on it. And I'm kind of just – like, anywhere outside the three-point line isn't good for me. I'll only shoot mid-ranges. So I guess you can maybe say, like, maybe not Bam, maybe Marcus Aldridge or something like that. Um but I guess I just didn't fit what they were looking for, and so I got cut. But it's it's definitely a cool experience. Uh, they had some players, like some Stars players come down and talk to us. Um, I can't remember who they had. Uh, they didn't have anyone who's on Jazz right now, but I, I don't remember. But the Stars, like, I'd love to play for the Stars because they did so good in uh, the G League. Uh, this last season, like they got a nice core. They have um, Mia Yoni, they have Jarrell Bramley, they have Juwan Morgan. Someone I'm forgetting, I can't remember, but they made they won the tournament they did in Las Vegas, and then they also did. I can't remember how far they went in the uh, G League playoffs, but I don't think they won. But the finals, but they're just a team I'd want to play for, and if I like do good on that team then I can, like, find a career, and maybe if I do work hard enough to become an NBA player, but that's a strong maybe, because I still got uh, a lot of, a lot of other Hey, players. well, if you end up making it out, let us know. You know, we're always, always uh, rooting yeah. for you. So, uh, anyway, um, do they, they have to let people, you said they have to let one or two people, do they have to let people, or are they... I mean, they did when I was there. I don't know if they have to. I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have to. They just maybe if they just want to hold an open practice and see if anybody there, yeah. if they like anybody there. But right, they let a couple people. Yeah, I mean, again, best of luck when uh, trials come around. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. So uh, just gonna do yeah, it, Slend. Anything else, man? Uh, nothing I know of. Nothing else. All right, man. So uh. Slen, any uh, any last words as we wrap this thing up? Uh, nothing much. I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> yep. So, uh, again, uh, we appreciate you, group, for coming on. Uh, any last words before we wrap this up from you? Um. Uh, thanks for having me on. I don't yeah, know. I, I, it was real yeah. fun. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I thought this. Uh, don't yeah, don't rest your voice or nails. Some wise say. words. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this was really fun, honestly. One of probably one of my favorites uh, here uh, might might be just because of you know all the stuff we talked about. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna do it. Uh, episode eleven in the books. We've been doing this for a little while, Slen, huh? Uh, for probably too long. I feel like retiring. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing it for just a bit. But anyway, episode 11. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, 
You can find us on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys think. We appreciate all the support. Um, Check the numbers the other day. We're doing crazy. So thank you guys so much. And that's going to do it. So, again, it's been Snake, Slen, and Groot. We're out, guys. Peace.